Live from Hollywood, USA, the entertainment capital of the world. This is the rumor mill for the week of August 10th, 2020. Your only source for drama, gossip, tea, and speculation from the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. Will you please shut the fuck up with your no-drag knowledge mouth? The rumor mill starts now! I said at the top of the show, this is the rumor mill for the week of August 10th, 2020. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined, as always, by the goddess of glitz, glamour, and gore herself, Miss Lori Rockenkamp. Hello, Lori. Hello. Hello. I was told I make weird sounds, so in the so moment, I, that was the weirdest sound I could think of. Someone told you to make weird sounds? I was told, you told me I make weird sounds. Oh, uh, Lori, no one knows what you're talking about. That's on a show that only like 30 people do. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, anyway, hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, the Rumor Mail. Now, Lori, you know, you and I, if we're known for anything, we are known for covering the show... Dragula, the world, the search for the world's next drag super monster. Yes. And, you know, because of this pandemic, which let's talk about the logic of this. Because of this pandemic, uh, there is not going to be a season. So as yet a season four so far. Right. Which before I, I because this, this has to do with rumors and stuff like that. Um, Before we do that. But wouldn't you think now I know there's real life and stuff like that. But the Boulet brothers, the characters, wouldn't they be like, well, of course we're going to do a show. We would want nothing more than to do a show among disease and pestilence. Don't you think? Yeah. Or like a virtual show. I mean, Camp Wanakiki, they well, had their. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't have, I don't have any details. Okay. Right? I don't have any details, but they did put out a tweet last week. That they would be not to worry that they would save Halloween. And that's all it said. Okay. So maybe there will be some sort of virtual show or. Uh, I want to know how they make money now. Because the Boulet brothers made money from. Uh, I guess they made some money from Dracula, But I mean the the primary bulk of their money comes from um, being nightlife hosts. And running and running nightclubs nights. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean that's, but that's all. That's a isn't that a whole issue with drag in general? Is that they're because drag is is a like stand up and improv and most you know live art forms are just suffering greatly because mm-hmm. people, you know, they're not able to do the the to do the shows, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, what's been going on with you, Laurie Rockin' Camp? Uh, I have a headache. Oh, so that's wow. been fun. Uh-huh. And that's about it. How are you doing? Well, I'm well, but I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. So Laurie and I, she actually made a reference to this show earlier in this episode. 
uh, we have a show called Fat Camp where uh, a few people pay a premium uh-huh. to be able to follow us on our weight loss journey. Okay. And we, Lori and I had decided we were going to start taping that show on Sundays. Okay. Yes. And you had told me earlier last or late last week on Friday that your girlfriend was coming over Saturday, correct? And uh-huh. spending the night, and then you have a class on Sunday morning, and that you would get back to me on what time we could uh, meet or record mm-hmm. Fat Camp on Sunday. And at 11 a.m., you called me. I missed the call. Yes. But uh, 12 minutes later, I returned the call, and it, it wasn't answered. We, we're, we'll get to that in a second. I know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. And then... Ten hours after that call, you text me ten, nine p.m. Right, Laura, and I'm in the middle of watching the very disappointing season finale of Perry Mason. And Lori text messages me and says, uh, "So are we doing Fat Camp?" Knowing full well, I really dread doing shows at night. Uh huh. So I, here's my here's what I think. I think you didn't want to record Fat Camp yesterday. We're going to get into this. Oh, I, think, I didn't want to record Fat Camp yesterday. I think you did not want to record Fat Camp yesterday. All right. Mr. Text me a hundred times when there's a show he really wants to do, but then shockingly is radio silent for most no, of the day. I called you and I was like, well, I guess oh, she's, yeah. I guess she's busy. I guess and she's busy. doesn't leave her voicemail, doesn't text me to follow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I go, well, because you said you were in a class. You said you were in a class. And then she goes, so I know she and was that, like, <laughs> I'll text him at 9 p.m. when I know he does not like to do shows. Actually, I legit forgot about it until right then. And I was like, oh, are we, should we do Fat Camp? So then so I go, so then everyone goes, you know, I, I text her and I say, listen, I called you. And she goes, no, you didn't. And I show her receipts. And then I show you my receipt. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that receipt don't count. I'll tell you why that receipt doesn't count. It's very easy to delete calls. Oh, please. You didn't even follow up. Joe, you text me like 400 times about when we were going to record Sydney Gaze. Mm-hmm. You were like, are we going to do it? Do you want to do it now? When do you want to do it? Are you going to mm-hmm. do it now? You texted me a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Magically... Mm-hmm. For Fat Camp, you are like, well, I tried Connor, it didn't work out. I guess I'll just not do it. Why Fat Camp is such an easy show to do? It's like it's like thirty minutes. It's not even a hard show. Yeah, I think you had shame because you did not meet your goals. Well, I think somebody's when you point the finger far apart and back at you. I'm just saying. Yeah, and so that's all I want to say. That's all I want to uh, say is right. that I'm on to you, Lori. You were fooling no one. No one was fooled. I think, honestly, what do you think? That I, I legitimately planned this out or that I just forgot? This is I what mean, I God. think. I think Star spent the night, right? Did, and yeah. then you had that class till 1 p.m., correct? Well, I'm going to even do you one further. Yeah. I didn't even call you to schedule Fat Camp. I legitimately forgot about Fat Camp. So why did you call me at 11 a.m.? Because I got an Instagram message. Oh, from really? a fan of uh, our Patreon. Of and Afterthought or of Bloody Patreon? Yeah. Oh, 
if there was a fan of Bloody Pig, do you think I would be doing these shows? No, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, no, of Afterthought. Okay. And he sent me a video. Sure. And in the video, he said that, but I couldn't see it because yeah. it was a it was somebody who was private, and you have yeah. to follow them in order to see sure. their video. Sure. But the video he said was showing that Sydney Gaze was going to be coming back. So I called you okay. because I was like, "Oh my god, that's so exciting!" And then come to find out, it's not. That's not the case at all. He actually ended up sending me the video, and mm-hmm. it was just he was like moving into a new place, and his that guy Jay came to visit him. Mm-hmm. And so, now what Laurie Laurie is talking about is the show The Sydney Gaze. An epic show. We released it on the public feed last year, but you know, after a while, anything that's not drag race related, I take it down, right? It's still available to our Patreon support. Yeah, because Lori and I covered it last year. Isn't there like a is there a podcast award or a radio award? Isn't there like a golden shoe? I, I believe there are podcast awards that no one cares about, right? But I think we that that show deserves a podcast award. I the think Sydney Gaze or our recap of the Sydney Gaze. Our recap of the Sydney oh, Gaze. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna tell you something. Okay, not to toot our own horn. We did, we, you know, we've, so what we've decided to do is to launch an annual um, uh, recap of the Sydney Gaze. We're going to cover it every year. And I feel like now that we got it out of the way and we got the first one out of our system, I kind of like that there's this just, we just, we, I think we literally made it through three minutes of the show in a one hour show. Yeah. And uh, I and I have no, I have no qualms about you know we have a set number of episodes we're going to do of just doing that number of episodes and then stopping even if we get ten minutes into the whole show just stopping yeah and yeah. then just come back next year and pick come up back next year we'll pick it up wouldn't it be funny yeah. if we come back next year we start all over again and we don't even make it we it, we keep being less and less that we make it through we never make yeah. it through all right guys ten episodes we made it through yeah. thirty seconds. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so anyway, I, this uh, turned into being a big plug for Afterthought Media. So if you want to, you know what? I usually do an Afterthought Media plug after the headlines, but I'll mm-hmm. just do it now. If you want to have a hear the Sydney Gaze, which started, at, I'm telling you, talk to anybody you want who listens, who's an Afterthought supporter. They will tell you Sydney Gaze is worth the price of admission alone. Alone. Right. But there are so many shows. There's still even in the off season, people are getting a brand new show in their feed every day. So it's crazy. Anyway, uh, Laurie, it's time for the headline. But before we do that, let's take a break and we'll be back right after this. Time for the headlines. We only have a couple. I could I could have done more headlines. I really could have. Um, you know, they're really again, we're in a position that we don't really have any RuPaul's drag race drama. It just really isn't. Mm-hmm. Even though I will admit, I checked early this morning and there wasn't any, but now I'm going back because maybe what if something happened in the No, nothing happened. Nothing's happened. <laughs> There's just no drag, you know, with drag race off season, the main drag race, there's just, there's just nothing going on. There's no drama. So once again, uh, we're doing a couple of headlines. Again, there were 
Uh, there actually were not as many as I thought of gay-related news, but there were more than three. But I really found two that I thought were worth discussing. There were other ones, but you know, okay, people have told me, and I agree with this, okay, that when we tried doing gay news in the past, often it was just like every story was about gay people being murdered. And I know it's a real thing and it's a real problem and uh, whatnot, but essentially this is a comedy show. And, and uh, it, it, you know, a lot of the stories were about, they, they, I mean, how do you also, there's nothing to really discuss or debate on people being murdered, yeah. you know? Yeah, I would say that's more my problem because uh, if you want to listen to a comedy show about murder, check out my podcast, Bloody Podcast, where we struggle with comedy every time. Um, but uh, it's more of the debate thing. I yeah. think it's hard to be like, should she have been murdered? You know, yeah. and, and, <laughs> there's and, really no debate. And while there are only two stories, okay, while there are only two stories, they both uh, have room for uh, a lot of debate and discussion and. And, uh, and so, uh, I, the, the first one I'm actually even kind of dreading. So I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. But let me, let me, uh, let me, let's get into the headlines. Are you ready? Uh huh. Okay. Oh. oh. This one right here. Sorry. Lori, uh, Alex Morris, the 31-year-old gay four-term Democratic mayor of Holyoke, Massachusetts, who is running for Congress, says he's staying in the race after admitting to having consensual sex with college students and apologizing late last week to anyone I have made feel uncomfortable. As uh, Toll Road's John Wright reported last Friday, Morris has been responding to a letter from college Democratic groups in the state accusing him of using his position of power for romantic or sexual gain, according to the Massachusetts Daily Collegian. The groups allege that Morse had sexual relations with students at UMass Amherst, where he is a lecturer in the Department of Political Science, as well as from other schools in the Five College Consortium. Um, they accuse him of meeting students as young as 18 on dating apps such as Tinder and Grinder. He's also connected with them on Instagram, adding them to his close friend story and direct messaging them, which made some of them feel uncomfortable. Um, now, he goes on to say he's going to stay in the race because because he's gotten a lot of support on messages on Instagram from people saying that they feel that this is an attack from the right and that it um, it's a very long statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But that uh, it's an attack on all gay people as well. Uh, I can answer any questions you like, but uh, what based on what you heard, what is your of your opinion? Um, I mean, I, I, he sounds like a sexual predator. He sounds like somebody who uh, uses his power and influence to get younger, more naive people who maybe want to join the Repu- the Democratic Party. Um, and be involved in politics, get them to do sexual favors for him. And mm-hmm. um, in return, he, he, but he deems it as it's just consensual sex. And I think that's something we're seeing lately is that that power shift, I think that there is no way it can be consensual. Mm-hmm. You really can't see it's it. I mean, I think that it's just, it's just not possible in my opinion, even if even if you truly believe it's consensual, there's still a power dynamic that the other person has to 
has to take into consideration that you don't have to take into consideration. Are you talking specifically about his students or? Yeah. Okay. Specifically, but what about people he meets on like, what about young people he meets on Grindr or on Tinder? I mean, that aren't aren't his students. If he's ever used his influence or used his, his uh, power to either promise or say that he's going to get connections. And yeah, I think that that's, I think that's wrong. I don't think you should be, I don't think you should do that because that's then telling that person you need to sleep with me in order to get these favors. So I don't think that's right. See, I struggle with this when even I chose this story, I felt it was an important story to discuss because as you know, I'm, I don't know the right phrases here because of... I'm also going off the little that I know of the story. So it could mm-hmm. come out that there are certain other factors that I maybe mm-hmm. don't know about. But yeah. I'm just talking strictly from what I'm perceiving as a power dynamic that yeah. he's abusing. Yeah. Or to get sexual favors. I, I guess where, you know, anyway, I don't know what the right term is. But I'm, we'll say, romantically involved with someone who's significantly younger than I am. You know? Yeah. And so I feel anything I say is viewed through that lens, you know, and so I struggle with giving an opinion. The one thing I will say, so I want to focus on something you said earlier. Well, I also have something to add to what you just said. Sure, sure. You are dating people younger, but you're not dating people who, it's not like. He works for me. Yeah, I'm not going to say their name, but it's not even that. It's not like let's say Roger's one of the people it's not like Roger is going hey I really want to get into the podcast industry would I would I be able and you're like oh yeah let's go you know I could totally hook you up with you know a spot a show and all this Mm -hmm. stuff and connections and stuff and then he's like that's great it's like so uh, are you gonna blow me you know those are two different things you're you're dating somebody younger is not an issue I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think that's bad. I think if you look, I think if you're um, if you're in, if it's a consensual relationship, that's mm-hmm. fine. It, obviously, they have to be of legal age. But mm-hmm. I think that if it's a power dynamic, if you're their boss or if you're if you're offering connections that mm-hmm. they, can't, you know, I don't think that's right. That's my that's my whole thing. I understand what you're saying. There's nothing, and I'm not. Let me let me be very careful here. What I'm saying. There's nothing in any story that I've read that's talked about his trying to peddle influence or connections in any kind of way. I'm not, but I'm also saying just because it hasn't been mentioned in the story doesn't mean he hasn't done it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I haven't read that. It could be true. It could be 100% true, right? Um, I'm just, I'm not denying it. I'm just saying I've yet to read that in any story. Granted, I've only read it in gay blogs and whatnot. Uh, for his end, um, this is one of the things he said. Let's see if it addresses this. He says, I continue this campaign mindful of the fact that my personal life and my consensual sexual activity will be subject to scrutiny and fixation that are all too familiar to other members of the LGBT community. I'm also mindful of the fact that there are people holding on to power today who themselves have acted in dishonorable ways in their personal lives. I say this not to shirk responsibility for having made anyone uncomfortable. I am simply highlighting the fact that I'm being held to a different standard, one deeply connected to a history of surveilling the sex lives of people like me. That's just a part of a full statement that I'm not going to read. That seems like a very skeezy statement. That's like, 
you know, oh, every, you know, everybody else is doing it. Well, he says this elsewhere. He says, I want to be very clear about this. I have never in my entire life had a non-consensual sexual encounter with anyone. I have never used my position of power as mayor and UMass lecturer for romantic or sexual gain or to take advantage of students. I have never violated UMass policy. Any claim to the contrary is false. As I've acknowledged, I have had consensual relationships with other men, including students enrolled at local universities that... Uh, I've met using dating apps. While I am confident that a full investigation into these matters will clear my name completely of any unethical conduct, I also recognize that some students felt uncomfortable with interactions they had with me, and I am sorry for that. Um, here's the thing that I think is a broader thing, and I yeah. think this, I think it re- involves women to an extent, but I think it involves men more, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I think there is a a type of masculinity that I genuinely think that he probably doesn't think he did anything wrong. And he probably thinks it's consensual and maybe it is, maybe all of his interactions were consensual, but I think men have been indoctrined and and believe that if they use their power and influence over somebody and that person agrees to a, a sexual relationship, they view that as consensual when I think we're now learning that that's not consensual. So here, and that's now yeah, learning. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. people are now realizing, hey, that's not a consensual sexual relationship. And you may say I'm playing devil's advocate here, or you could say I'm just a genuine curiosity into how your mind works. But my question to you is, why? Because then doesn't that preclude any kind of transactional relationship? And how do you feel about transactional relationships? So in other words, in my mind, do you find sex work to be uh, inherently uh, wrong because of the power dynamic? Like, what if a person is, I am selling my body, the person is, I have the money, and if you want that money, you have to do X, Y, Z, and the person says, okay, we'll do that. And it's, it, I, I, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Is sex work then, does that fall under your... Um... No, because they're both agreeing to the terms. Yeah. Uh, 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 the sex worker is saying, "I want, I will, I will have sex with you for, I don't know, two hundred and fifty dollars yes. or whatever." Okay. The person who is getting this, getting the sex, is saying, "Okay, I will pay you two hundred and fifty dollars for sex." The person who's, who's getting the sex is not saying, "Oh, okay, you're consensually agreeing to this," and mm-hmm. you know, it's totally different. There is a there is a contract and there is an mm-hmm. agreement. Whereas I feel like with that kind of stuff, the other person doesn't see that as as transactional. Yeah. He sees as these people are consensually agreeing to have sex with me in order and because they find me attractive or they want to have sex with me. Whereas the other person might be like, I'm having sex with this person, maybe because I find them attractive. I mean, again, I don't know this more specifics of the story, but they're having sex with them for a myriad of reasons. Mm-hmm. It's not just because they, they find them uh, attractive. It's because he could help me with my career. He could do this. He could do that. You know, and he could in- help me with uh, getting moving up in in college. He could help me with influence in you know further political things. So I think that that is a, a power abuse dynamic. Whereas I get, I guess what I'm saying is, and I'm not defending either party. I think what I think one one thing we can both agree on is that that kind of relationship is uh doesn't pass muster for an appropriate relationship what i'm saying though is uh 
uh, let's take the 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 standard gold digger uh, an uh, idea, right? Yeah. Where is a, a woman or a man sees the uh, someone that that you know that, that has a lot of money? Yes. And while they may not have uh, any romantic or sexual attraction to that person, they're willing to engage in a relationship with that person because they want that person's money. And what the, what I'm saying is, and 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 obviously the the person I don't know how to, how aware the 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 rich person is aware of it to what degree, but yeah. wouldn't by your standard someone who is, um, let's say maybe they're like. I hate to say this because Harvey Weinstein is a monster, right? Yes. But wouldn't you say there are a number of women who will probably never come forward who knew exactly what was up with Harvey Weinstein and were like, I am going to use Harvey Weinstein to further my career? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are people who, w- when you're in a system that is is inherently sexist and uh, dangerous for, for females, there are going to be people who are adapt to the system and know how to play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are people in any kind of arena. There are people who are going to, uh, rather than try and, uh, you know, be outside the system and say, hey, that's not right. They're going to mm-hmm. play within the system and, and try and get the most out of it. And I think you can't really, you know, that's just how they're go- they're choosing to be. I guess that's what I'm saying is I what I'm saying is. Um, first of all, this guy isn't terribly old. He's only 31. Okay. Okay. I mean, look, I'm not yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, again, yeah. And, but what not- I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. So what I'm saying is he's 31. He's going on the apps. He's meeting guys on Grinder and Tinder who obviously have set their preferences to that guys 31 years old can see them and contact them, right? No yeah. one has said that he's lied about his age. And they're agreeing to meet up with him. I'm talking about the ones on the apps specifically. Um, okay. I agree. I'm sure that what happened with having sex with students at his school, uh, uh, it, you know, that that probably a very very gray area of anything. But if he's meeting kids from other schools or or on Grinder and Tinder, and they agree to have sex with him, I just I feel sometimes that's fine. If okay. that's all it is. Yeah. I don't know. I really, you know, it. they've been very, and I think probably appropriately so, vague on who these people are unless they want to come forward. Yeah. Uh, if anyone has more information on this or doesn't agree with what I said or Lori said, email the show at thebestoftoday at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, maybe you might be able to send pictures or whatnot. But uh, yeah. yeah, email Definitely the show. I want to yeah. get some. Uh, I want to get. Wait, why is it you? Is there something to the show, Lori? Because I, I check the show uh, email. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, uh, I will. I will, Oh, okay. No, go ahead. What are you going to say? Uh, I was going to go into a longer thing, so I don't want to have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to. Oh, you have to go in five minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we could go a little over. All right. So I'll tell you what we'll do, Lori. Why don't we do the next story? And then okay. you can go, and I'll do the okay. spoilers alone. Okay. Sounds All right, good. Sounds good. All right, here we go. Next story. Oh, Lori, the next story is going to be equally... I think we might... more. Well, we agreed on the last one, too, to be honest with you. Um, this next story is California State Senator Scott Weiner is getting... I know. Ha, 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 ha. 
is getting right-wing death threats over the new LGBTQ equality bill. Uh, the reason I want to bring this up isn't necessarily because you and I will disagree. I think we're going to uh-huh. completely agree. But I believe it... I can see how people wouldn't understand this bill, even gay people, and uh, might be mistaken to think that maybe the right people, the people on the right, are kind of correct. All right, so let's talk about it here. State sets, uh, state senator Scott Weiner has come under fire by right wing trolls who flooded his inbox with death threats and anti Semitic messages. The reason Weiner has sponsored a new bill to protect queer teens in the criminal justice system. Under current California law, a judge has the right to block a teenager from having to register as a sex offender under certain circumstances. For example, a 19-year-old having consensual sex with a 17-year-old may not have to register. The caveat, the current statute applies only to vaginal sex, not oral or anal intercourse, thus making it discriminatory to LGBTQ teens. Wiener's new bill would extend the statute to include all forms of sex, thus granting equal protection to queer teenagers. So just because I was reading uh, to explain is, uh, is if you have vaginal sex, you the judge has the right to not have you register as a sex offender. He has that option if they're, age, if they're close in age. However, if it's anal sex like two gay teens would have or fisting a vagina, you know, then uh, then the judge would have the ability that doesn't have that leeway. And so what the statute is saying is to give the judge that ability because otherwise they'd have to register as a sex offender for having sex with a person relatively close to their age, you know. So anyway, Wiener has gotten a bunch of death threats in his inbox. He's uh, from people on the right. Uh, He's received thousands of messages, mostly on Instagram, threatening his life and safety, as well as accusing him of being a pedophile. Lori, your thoughts on this story? Uh, well, I personally don't feel like there should be a statute. I think if a 19-year-old has sex with a 17-year-old, they should be on the uh, this, uh, sex offenders list. Wait, are you being serious? Yes. I think that a seven, the age difference, the, the mentality and the age difference between a 17-year-old and 19-year-old is still vastly different. And I think 19-year-olds can use, can use their, especially, um, if it's a more, uh, if it's a, you know, a more naive person, they can use that, that, uh, power dynamic to, uh, get a 17 year old to do, you know, to essentially abuse them. I, I firmly believe that. Um, but I will say that if there is a caveat about that, it should be for everybody. So I agree. I think that if they're, if you're going to have a caveat, I think it should be for, both uh, for all sexes i am floored i am literally floored i don't think i could disagree with you more i believe if a 17 and 19 year old uh have sex i uh i mean obviously the 19 year old broke the law and you need to have a, a an age of consent at 18 for a reason but if it's a 17 and 19 year old i am like well no i'm like I, I I I completely disagree. I up to a certain age. I think at a certain point, yes, there is a difference. Like if you, for some reason, if you said twenty and seventeen, you can maybe sway me for sure. Twenty-one and seventeen, 
But 19 and 17, I I don't know. I think I'm... That's why the loss is 18. I mean, that's why it's like, it's one of those things where, yeah, you can, I mean, but then where do you draw the line? Do you draw the line at 30 and 17? Do you draw the line at Well, well, Luke Stamen, and I do know about this, uh, most states have a two to three year exception after the age of 16, uh, which he thinks is appropriate. And I, I do too. I think if after the age of 16, if, if you have sex with someone, I think there are some states who have an age of consent as low as 14. If, if it's, if it's a person within a certain age range, like, uh, they can have sex with a person, uh, like up to like 17 or 18 or something like that. But, yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think teenagers, should be allowed to have sex with other teenagers. I, I think a nineteen-year-old is is not really a teenager, though. I think that's a that's a different ball game, in my opinion. They're yeah, basically wow. they're an adult. Yeah, I don't know. I just completely disagree with you. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I will say, I will say that I I believe that um, that if it's going to be a caveat, yeah, it needs to be a caveat for all all sexes. For everything, you can't yeah. just have it be. So, what's what's the difference between just having the vaginal intercourse and anal intercourse? There's no, that's not. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. So, well, like at least we can agree on one thing, Lori. Um, okay, well, we're, why don't we leave it at that, Lori? Thank you so much. While Lori leaves, gets out of here. Oh, you're still here. Oh, I didn't do a hang up. I didn't know if I would ruin. Well, well, it. What else are you gonna do? Don't you have to okay. talk talk to your friend? Uh, I'm just gonna text her right now to see. Oh yeah, what if she's not ready? Anyway, if you're still listening, I'm gonna warn you right now. We're gonna do the one minute warning up front. Okay, we're gonna do the one minute warning up front. You're gonna hear a song pretty soon. Okay, it's gonna be it's a it's it's gonna be a, a warning that the spoilers are coming. Okay, and when you do. You're going to have to get out. So, like, if you do not like spoilers, I, I don't know when this is going to happen. It could happen any second, right? I I have no control over this show. The only reason I know we're going into the spoiler segment is because, you know, this song... Play, uh, uh. Well, if you don't like spoilers, you better get the fuck out. You know why? Because the spoiler segment starts right now. Oh, man. Time to do the spoilers. Still, you know, even though I said I gave you a lot of warning there and whatnot, I still take my time because I want people to, uh, I don't know, get, get a chance to get out before the spoilers start. Once again, we only have RuPaul's Drag Race Canada stories to uh, talk about here. Uh, the exclusive for episode seven. Episode seven. Now I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what was going on with this Nami Harder over on Discord. He made me doubt myself. He went on there. He said Joe's wrong, and we get our spoilers from the same place. Which I'm going to tell you right now. I'm very open about this. All my, I'm lazy. My spoilers just come from reddit.com slash r slash spoiled drag race and the drag race Canada season one, uh, document that has the spoilers. And I, and so he said, you chose wrong. I have someone else going home. And I was like, Oh my gosh. He goes, based on the document. So I went and looked. No, I was right. 
I don't know what I, well, I have a theory, but I'll explain in a bit what, what, what he was thinking. All right. For the expected maxi challenge, it's going to be a pageant improv challenge. A pageant improv challenge is the expected maxi challenge. Uh, according to this document on Reddit I was telling you about, there's, they, we have no idea what the expected runway is. I don't know. But I can tell you the expected winner is Lemon. The expected winner is Lemon. The expected lip sync is Hello by Ali X. The expected bottom two queens, Priyanka and Ilona. And this is why I think Nami Harder made the mistake because the expected elimination for episode seven, the seventh queen to go home, uh, Ilona. Ilona is going home this week, according to Reddit, according to the source on Reddit. And I triple checked it because Nami Harder scared the shit out of me. Ilona. Oh, I never faded out of this. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Ilona is the uh, expected queen uh, to go home. And so I think what happened was Nami Harder saw the following week, episode seven, and mistakenly thought Ilona was going home because she, she lip-synced last week. I think. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of uh, The Rumor Mill. Uh, make sure and uh, let me see. I, I have a whole outro here. I got I to gotta, I gotta find it. You would think, you would think I'd have it right in front of me right now. Um, Lori Roggenkamp has her own podcast. And they're all part of the Bloody Podcast Network. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram. Oh, wait. I think now she's Lori, you liar. Right? Anyway, thanks for listening to the rumor mail. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Even though I'll be honest with you, I don't know why I hold on to that. You can also email us at, uh, I haven't said it. I, I, it's set up. I forgot what it was. Something. I'll put the rumor mail at gmail.com. No, no, no. Rumor mail afterthought.media. You know what? For right now, dragracerecap at gmail.com. Next week, I'll have the correct one in front of me. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. Our Instagram account is managed. No, it's not. This is so old. <laughs> Hold on here. Uh, if you want access to more Drag Race content and any other Afterthought Media show, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Afterthought Media. Uh, the Rumor Mill is an Afterthought Media podcast. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>